Hey everyone, it's Karsten. I just wanted to give a quick thank you to our patrons before we get into the episode. If you're a consistent listener of the pod, I highly recommend becoming a patron at uh, patreon.com slash karscast. Not only because you get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and much more, but because you would be supporting us a ton. Because we, as you all know, don't we, we don't have sponsors. Uh, with all that out of the way, uh, please consider becoming a patron, patreon.com slash carscast, and enjoy the episode. Carscast. Uh, my name is Jeff. I watch movies sometimes. And I'm Karsten. I also, I also watch movies sometimes. You're listening to the Carscast movie cast. Hello. Welcome to the 72nd episode of the Cars Cast Movie Cast. Jeff, crazy question for you today. Let oh, me just. All right, I'm ready. What does the double O indicate in 007? I feel like I don't remember what it was, but I just heard this question on something. Mm. Like, I just watched something where. I mean, the answer is that's the license to kill, right? Yep, that's the answer. Yeah, I don't remember what I heard this on, but I somehow heard that exact fact on something in the last week. Wow. I never knew that at all, so... I didn't either until I heard that what? fact earlier this week, <laughs> so that was great timing on that question. Oh, man. Well, that, hey, I think that's the first answer you've gotten right in a long time. No offense. I just... And it was a complete fluke. Yeah. Uh, it just happened to already... It's like you fed me the question. <laughs> um, let's get a drink check. What are you... Is that a Mountain Dew I see? It is. It's that weird special Mountain Dew Liberty Brew where it's um, it's 50 oh, yeah, flavors yeah, yeah. in one, which seems like too many to be able to identify, so I don't know why they even bother. Yeah, yeah, that's... I remember but it's, that. But it's a very light blue, as you know, oh, yeah, saw yeah, last yeah. time. Um, I'm having a... Speaking of blue, a blue moon. So, look at that. There you go. Um, what do you think of blue moon? Because we have been drinking it. That is the only beer we've been really yeah. drinking at this apartment. Uh, I mean, I don't mind it. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it's just not as easy of a beer to drink as like the really cheap beer or like some other. I don't know. It's just it's like a moderate beer. It has more taste, but it's like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not describing this well at all. No, no, no. You crap, are crap beers. I don't. So I don't love the taste enough to drink that over like a Bud Light or something where it's like it tastes like you're drinking water yeah okay damn that's that's, what i mean it's not worth it to me okay i'll disagree but i i respect it i see where you're coming from is what i'm saying yeah yeah i just this is the closest because my favorite part about a good beer i like beer when it really embraces the the bread you know where it really Mm -hmm. does feel like i'm eating something you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just imagining you on like the panel of some kind of beer tasting and that's what, what your, like, announcement is? Where I'm chewing, in a way, yeah. Uh, I and, want it to be solid. <laughs> the opposite of cotton candy, if you will, in my mouth. Uh, and Blue Moon delivers that. It really tastes like a nice yeah. loaf of bread. So uh, I recently, in Chicago, did buy the Blue Moon variety pack, mm. where they do some mango variant, <laughs> which is actually good. Yeah. Um, and, but then there's also the Blue Moon iced coffee. Mm, I know. There's a lot of a lot of head on your bottle of yeah, Blue hey, Moon there. We're, we're gonna ignore. That. <laughs> we're gonna just. I was like, it, for, <laughs> which I think is, it's becoming bread. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I know about that that uh the cold brew. Or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd love to try it sometime. Because I had the PBR one as well and Uh that is awful (laughs) oh yeah i don't terrible and i like pbr on its own oh i do too it's a good beer it's one of the best cheap beers yep that was the first beer i ever tried in high school i I think i was a freshman uh and my cousin gave me a can and uh, that's a good intro it was a good intro because it was also very nasty i was like this Mm -hmm. is like poison which it is i guess uh right (laughs) but yeah, since then I've I've really come around to it. Yeah, my first ever beer was a Carlsberg, which is mm. the worst first <laughs> beer possible. It's a 
that would be the beer I would recommend you if you want your kids to not drink beer. Like, just be like, here's one, here's, and then they'll be like, this is this is so bad, this is awful, and you're like, yeah, exactly, bingo, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, I had a date this week. I don't remember if I said that last time or not, but I went on a date. Uh, a socially distanced one. This is, I think I did mention I had another date. I went on a second Yeah, so this one. is, I was about to say, this, this is, is a different date. <laughs> yeah. Because there was the other social was the other date, date, but. That didn't really go anywhere. So, but I was also talking to this other person and we went on a date and it went really well. And we've oh, been nice. consistently talking and texting. And you know what? It feels good. So that's, I don't. Uh, good for you, Karsten. Thanks, Jeff. You know, there's only finding, <laughs> finding love during the quarantine in these this tough is, this times. Is, this is a story you're going to be telling your grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, just nice. wanted to bring that up. Um, but what else? Yeah, you, you seem you seem happier than the last couple. I feel good. Yeah, I'm really like I, I'm coming together. Uh, I put out a video today, and for the first time in weeks. I don't have to say it's bombing. It's actually, it was just a what I watched this month, but it's yeah, doing I saw, fine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's okay. But speaking of videos we put out today, I saw your congrats on 500 subscribers, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. You know, I, I think that the lowest amount where I'm not going to feel embarrassed by the amount is a thousand. So I'm getting there. I'm over halfway there. Yeah. Your debt, you can see it in the, you're, let's put it this way. You're closer now to, a uh, thousand than you are to zero so yeah which is that's which is nice special um yeah i might have to have you on for one of the the next you know make a second appearance for one of the hey, next thank you videos i'd love to be on because I'm, I'm running out of friends yeah definitely get my <laughs> <laughs> definitely get my dad on before okay I, I would have your dad on but i don't even know your dad's real name yeah We'll, we'll we'll talk about it after this <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, yeah. Anyways, I just want to say that I was in the room outside of the room Nick was in when you guys were recording that episode. Oh yeah, we were screaming about a video game. Well, we actually game. did it twice. Yeah, yeah. So it was the second time, right? Yep. Because yeah. Nick came back, and we were all so excited to see him because it was like he was on set all day, and we were like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I gotta go." do jeff's thing for the second time <laughs> and i was like oh my god yeah the first one so the joke we were trying to do was that like there was a bad connection and we were talking over each other the whole time for like a minute straight and then like ending it um but it didn't really work because my mic level was like way louder than his yeah and because we were talking over each other and there's only one audio output it's not an individual video you know feed output yeah, yeah yeah i couldn't like edit the volume of him. so yeah it was, it was pretty bad it was a really funny kickoff to the episode i will say when you just yeah <laughs> i was able to salvage like a little bit of it <laughs> um cool well anyways uh also okay okay one last thing i got uh i'm actually going home this monday i'm going back home to just visit family and spend a few weeks mm -hmm. um so i was like i've been in chicago i gotta get covid tested to just before I go home. So I did that right. and I got the nose test, nose swab test for the first time. Yeah. And listen, I I'm all for testing. Definitely go get tested. But that was uh I feel like I I'll own up to it. I was uncomfortable. Cuz I I think I just I have a sensitive schnoz. So <laughs> Did you say that to the person administering yeah. the swab? I have a sensitive nose, so please be careful. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I it felt like it lasted an hour, even though it was like six seconds of because it just kept going deeper, and I was like, it's definitely touching my brain now. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, uh, and we'll uh, we'll be here with the results in the next episode. Yeah, hopefully it's. <laughs> I'm so happy this episode. Hopefully we can keep it up. Uh, yeah. Anyways, well. Oh, I have one last before we get into the film. Go ahead. Uh, so I forgot to mention this last week, but mm -hmm. right before last week's episode, I was looking at Spotify and I was wondering why the Mantis song was doing so well. Um, the Mantis song had gotten up to about 
4,500 listens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I was really curious as to what was happening. Um, I ended up doing some investigating, and there was someone on the, the Karskest Reddit who has been looping my song for days <laughs> to boost my numbers. Dude, that's a lot of scrabbles. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah, and they even had some like, they, I think they've done this before. This isn't their first rodeo because they were <laughs> talking about how you have to have the volume not on zero for it to even register a play, because you would think, oh, I'll just have it play in the in the app, yeah, and keep, uh, keep the volume zero so I have to hear it, yeah. But no, they kept the volume on at least in some some respect. Wow, and it's gotten to about five thousand plays. It was at under a thousand as of a month ago. That is psychotic, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's amazing. But I appreciate it. I know. Yeah. It. Like, imagine if everyone did that. Have you made revenue off of that? Okay. So the way that I got that on Spotify is there's these content aggregators that you can pay money and they just kind of send a ton of songs to Spotify. Mm-hmm. So for $9.99, and so nine euros, 99 cents. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's an English company um, yeah. or or a European company, but anyways, it's like nine you know point nine nine euros. Uh, it's per year, so I this is the third year it's been on there. Um, to withdraw the money, I need for it to accumulate ten euros from Spotify, mm. and it is currently at about eight and a half euros. Wow! So I think, you're or seven or eight euros. So yeah. you're saying people should go stream. Uh, well, for me to be able to withdraw this money, yeah. I yeah. Mean, so far, I'm about negative 22 euros on this investment <laughs> over the course of three years. But it's Man. getting there, you know? I will say, okay, I'm looking at it now. It's at 4,600, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've listened to it on Spotify, I want to say twice in my life. Once because I remember when I first put Carscast on Spotify, I was like, I'm going to search Jeff and see if he pops up. And that's, I think, how I discovered this Uh before anyone was talking about it and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, Jeff has music." And then <laughs> and then I think I went back and listened to it one more time. I've said this like, multiple okay, yeah. times. I think it's a good song. So I you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a mandolin and uh synthesizer. Yep. Are the instruments there and um I think it's at least unique. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And by unique, I mean I was blatantly trying to rip off the magnetic fields. <laughs> It was it was shameless. Um, wow! All right. Yeah. Nice. Now, yeah. Stream uh, stream the song. Go That's all support I have to say on it. support Jeff. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I think with all that out of the way, we can get into the movie. Um, uh, I think so. Cool. I think I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, As, yeah, sure. Uh, the, so yeah, the movie is <laughs> Big Eyes 2014's. Big Eyes, directed yeah. by Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Uh, Hit us with that <clears throat> Google synopsis. That sweet synopsis. Oh, I bet it got really bright. Uh, oh, the, yeah, it did. <laughs> in the late 1950s and early 60s, artist Walter Keane, uh, Christopher Waltz, or Christoph Waltz, achieves unbelievable fame and success with portraits of saucer-eyed waifs. However, no one realizes that his wife, Margaret, played by Amy Adams, is the real painter behind the brush. Although Margaret is horrified to learn that Walter is passing off her work as his own, she is too meek to protest too loudly. It isn't until the Keens' marriage comes to an end and a lawsuit follows that the truth finally comes to light. You know, that was the whole movie. They really kind of just... It really was. And also, the phrase saucered or saucer-eyed waifs? Yep. I've never heard that before. I... Yeah, that's a very... <laughs> that's a new one. I don't even know what this... That's honestly more evocative than the film, <laughs> just that phrase. <laughs> um, okay, before we go any further, I, I'll, I'll ask this question first. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the art is cool? The big-eyed art? Like, What do you think um, of that art? I think that the... I think the idea behind it's kind of cool, but then when it got it lost all meaning when it, when it's that mass produced, it was just like a thing yeah. to have on a wall. Yeah, for sure. I think the fundamental concept is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it's kind of garbage now gotcha yeah i just wanted to hear your thoughts uh yeah what do you think or what do you think about that i like it i I like that art style it reminds me of this artist that i can't name so i don't even know why i'm bringing it up but i really like that that art style uh i mean honestly i think if i had to pick art on my wall i mean i'm I'm more into like minimalist so i would rather have one of those paintings from the uh the other gallery in the film oh yeah 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 you (laughs) i agree to be honest um yeah than the big eyes but than the big eyes and that was supposed to those paintings were supposed to be like a joke yeah so what does that say it's just like a splash you know i don't know if i've showed you i have some wall art that i've put up uh that's a movie i really like called playtime and that's a movie called solaris that i haven't seen Mm -hmm. uh so that's this is a really yeah. funny angle. I should record the rest of the podcast like this. <laughs> I actually, in uh, my parents' like basement, I have the two Ishtar posters, which I should really have like propped up behind me. Yeah, for all these because they're Definitely. here. It's like there's two posters where they're like, two of them are the guy they're holding the rope, oh. and then the camel's in the other poster. Wow, that's a really it's good. A, it's a pretty great poster. Yeah. We need to get a room tour at one point because I've seen you in this room so many times. Is it what room is this again? Okay, so this is like the weird, small, like second living room of my parents' uh, house. Is it like a den? Kind of. Yeah. It, well, it's a mother-in-law suite. <clears throat> okay. So it's supposed to be just like a separate section of a house for a mother-in-law. Ah. Uh, so you're the mother-in-law. So it's just like a miniature apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. Um. Cool. Well, anyways, back to the film. Um. So. I guess I'll ask you another question because you, we, we, okay, we'll come clean. We were having a tough time coming up with a movie for this week and Jeff was like, why not big eyes? And I'm like, yeah, we've already done big fish. Might as well lean into that. Uh, Yeah. Lean into the Tim Burton with movies starting with big. Yeah. The big, he needs to make one more and he can have a big trilogy. And well, he actually did do, okay. So his first ever you know film was peewee's big adventure oh so mate so that's yeah. part of the so it, that he already has the big trilogy wow um, and then also don't forget biggle juice i was okay i was literally gonna make a biggle juice joke and i was like no that's too that's way too <laughs> stupid and then jeff said it. <laughs> and then uh big man <laughs> um edward big hands yeah Big, big, big man wo- returns. Big wood. B- big wood. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was when he directed porn. Yeah. Biggie and the <laughs> chocolate factory. I don't know. Sweeney Big. <laughs> the, um, the, <laughs> it's what? The corpse big or the, the big bride? The big bride. Frank and Charlie, Biggie. Charlie and the Big Factory. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'd watch. Oh man, Miss Peregrine's Home for Big Children. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Big, Big Bo. Big Bo. I was gonna say <laughs> Big Bo. <laughs> See, oh, that's y- the kind of segment you're not gonna get on other film podcasts. Yeah. Right. Where we replace we, parts of the titles of Tim Burton's films with, with the word big. big. Yeah. And then for for Big Eyes, for example, we could just say Big Big. Uh, okay, so <laughs> when I... we yeah. Move on. <laughs> um, yeah, when I told um, my uh, sister I was watching this film, yeah, uh, there is one problem with the title of this film. Uh-huh. And it's that the words blend together. So she kept thinking I was saying big guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you were watching big guys. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, that's so funny. Now I'm just picturing all the people that went to buy tickets for this in a theater and were like, hey, one for big guys. <laughs> I think that I should commit time to making my first letterbox list and it's just films that where the titles have this kind of problem. Yeah. That's that'll be a hit, to be honest. <laughs> um 
Okay. You know yeah, what? I was if anyone listening others. to this, just DM me if you also know of a movie where the title has this issue, and then I'll make the list. I don't want to have to look on my own. Yeah. I need help. I know, like, uh, well, never mind. I was going to say, because Big Little Lies is on, uh, uh, that's sort of like Big Eyes, but it says, <laughs> it feels like it's saying Big Little Eyes. But instead, it's big it little does sound like lies, not big. Li- yeah. And I was—I only know about that because I was like, "Oh, there's a joke somewhere here between big little lies and big eyes," because mm-hmm. big eyes is based on a lie. So yeah, I just had and to find the words. A, a lot. Well, it's a lot of big eyes. Big li- eyes. It's a lot of little lies about big eyes for each right. individual painting that's lied about. Exactly. And Amy Adams is in Sharp Objects, which is very—it's always next to big little lies so i guess that anyways and in this film christoph waltz uh tried to stab someone with a sharp object mm. mm-hmm. this sounds like some like QAnon yeah reasoning <laughs> <laughs> um okay so to actually talk about this movie yeah what what did you think of it did you like it did you what, what do you think okay. about this movie the this film is kind of weird in that it's a biographical drama but i don't think they bent the story enough yeah for a film i think that it's not that dramatic no like even the climax of the film is really not or like the crescendo of christoph waltz's character is kind of becoming more and more of like a controlling psychopath yeah even that isn't it doesn't feel like there's that much genuine danger no at any point in this film and it feels like that's the angle for they were going for Mm -hmm. that's a great point i don't think either characters uh margaret or walter change that much yeah it just kind of they kind of just unravel who they already were more um and it feels like you could make the argument that that's a nuanced take where there's it's not apparent that because christoph waltz's character doesn't even come away looking like an irredeemably terrible person yeah um he like some like a lot of you know villains in films Mm -hmm. he just seems like a con man who just got into a a situation that was over his head and he just has a too big an ego to to change yeah yeah Exactly. But he didn't kill anyone. No. No. And he didn't even come that close necessarily. <laughs> he just kind of was popping some matches through a hole in a door. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah, that's it because the thing that I felt throughout this movie was just I didn't really It's not that this story or the fact that it's a true story is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean it's not cool, but it's like it makes the film more interesting yeah the film would be so bad if this wasn't a true story yeah that's a great point because like who would write something that's this undramatic exactly yeah like there is something to say about why this story happened and like what the Mm -hmm. but this film does nothing to explore it it tries to be like a blockbuster but that's not what this thing is um no i think they didn't the mental anguish side isn't explored that much it's like a few minutes they spend on it but it doesn't feel like it's a pervasive part of of her character when you would think that would be the you know her her feeling towards what's happening to her and also oh i lost my train of thought a little bit here but yeah it just i think you kind of understand what i'm saying totally yeah i okay i don't usually like to just bring up oscars when talking about an individual film because it's like they're Mm -hmm. completely unrelated to but this movie like and i that's i'm weird about like labeling things as oscar bait this is it has never been more obvious that a movie was trying to get as many award nominations as possible than with this and i don't doubt that like tim burton was into the idea and thought it was worth bringing to film but it just there are a lot of moments that seem so ridiculously forced uh, specifically this one random cut to a lana del rey original song 
for I was gonna bring up the song, I'm the like, big eyes song. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? As soon as she starts saying big eyes, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I just it was so clearly going for a best original song win. Yeah. And like a Christoph Waltz win, a production design and costume design, because it's a period piece technically, and like cinematography. It was going for all these things, but it yeah. it doesn't feel like it works that exceptionally in any direction. Yeah. Christoph Waltz's performance is so weird. It's so weird. Because <laughs> even when he's trying to be like a suave guy in the beginning, he still seems weird. Yeah. And that's supposed to be the part that's like this picturesque, you know, unproblematic aspect of this film. Yeah. And it, he still seems weird. And then, okay, because we're, this film is over six years old, so we don't care about spoilers. No, yeah. <laughs> um, When he defends himself in the court, it seems like this film, like, turns into a comedy just for the last, like, 15 minutes. Totally. Yeah. That's... Like when he runs back and forth, like from when he's when he's trying to interrogate himself. Yeah, he's cross examining himself, and then he like asks the question, then runs at the. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I that is another thing. I didn't. I genuinely didn't know how seriously I was supposed to take Christoph I know, Waltz I didn't either. as a character because he was so. And that's the thing. Christoph Waltz is such a good actor, which is why I was like, he knows what he's doing. But at yeah. the same time. Knowing, knowing Burton, I was like, I have no idea what to feel about this. <laughs> yeah, okay. And also with Tim Burton, the whole point for me of his films is that they don't feel like any other films. Yeah. They feel like Tim Burton films. This one didn't really feel like that. It felt like when randomly the, the people would have the big eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Like the humans. That was like the one Tim Burton moment. Where she's like, okay, I need to do some kind of weird technological like effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... Where... Okay, in Big Fish, I know it's they both have the word big in it, but did we talk about that for one of the episodes? Yeah, we had a whole episode for Big Fish. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. But yeah, okay, I love Big Fish. Mm -hmm. And it feels like some kind of like out there fairy tale. That, and it feels just like a big film. Totally. This film is the opposite of that. It does not feel like a big film. Yep. It feels very... That's the thing. Okay, with every Tim Burton film, they're always so weird and specific that they work. They they always seem like they take place in little bubbles, which is like sometimes literally like, <clears throat> like Edward Scissorhands. It's like mm -hmm. a closed, like weird society thing. Um, and this one definitely like, Felt like that, but in the most uninteresting way. It was just kind of like, I don't even know. It just felt like a movie, not like a yeah. thing that actually oh, absolutely. exists, which is a problem because this is a true story. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was, there was no scenes that didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel like the stakes were ever real, even though it was a real, like real event. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, man. Like, the one point they're like, well, if anyone finds out, it, it's fraud. Yeah. <laughs> but they never, like, explored that. Like, that doesn't seem that bad. I feel like you would just be like, yeah, he was um, forcing me to pretend these are his paintings, and then you'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it comes down to the fact that this real-life story is very interesting in some ways that don't translate to film mm -hmm. totally because it's it's more of like one thing where this guy was taking credit for these paintings that he didn't paint yeah but you don't have the highs and lows and these like dips that you need for a film yeah it'd be a great new yorker article like yeah <laughs> i'd read like a little thing about it but yeah i agree because so much of this movie it really is just like it works in like a build up and then kind of like now we're dealing mm -hmm. with what happened way. And yeah, I guess just the stakes never were big enough. Yeah. For a movie that has big in the title. <laughs> the stakes were never as big as the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's your review. That's your <laughs> Oh man, I really got to get on the soundboard cuz that was such a bidum yeah. moment. Honestly, I also miss hearing like the theme song when we start yeah because it gets us ready it gets us in the mood to 
like oh we're, and then, we're yeah. recording even though it's like delayed on mine that kind of pops in and out I yeah like you like it yeah um anyways the one thing that did feel kind of tim burton-esque about this was the i liked how this was shot i liked how it looked i did too oh yeah i think it looked great mm-hmm just the he has a lot of the he does a lot of the stuff that was super it was very trendy in like the early 2000s i feel like to have like low focal length and just have the actor like really close to the camera so it's kind of like a fisheye effect almost like it just looks goofy a lot of the time um there's a better term for that uh but tim burton did that a lot and he does it in this but with like in a 2014 look and i don't know it Mm -hmm. it it looks really nice. Um, yeah, I loved the the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah, I just realized that my uh, TV is on behind me. Uh, <laughs> and now it turned off real quick. Yeah. Just made a sound. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a dog or uh, something. No, that else. was my Xbox. That was your Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I loved how it looked to be honest and all the stuff mm-hmm. in like and i think the, the wardrobe was cool wardrobe was cool like it, it, the period as a it worked as a period piece i thought totally okay yeah that's a great point even the cinematography worked as a period piece the way they like shot the the city and like i don't know mm-hmm. it, it just it felt real uh, but also had a modern twist to it and i was like okay that's cool but then yeah. there was nothing to it um yeah Okay, one shot I did love, just cinematography-wise, was yeah, yeah, yeah. the night shot where they had the the lights with like reflecting the pool water. Okay, so yeah, it yeah, lit yeah, up yeah. As like blue with like the weight, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I agree. Um, it was unnecessary, but because it looked cool, I was like, I, I can, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, you're like, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Jesus, not the big white screen again. Um, now, if you want to talk a little bit about the actual plot, I mean, we don't need to go into it too much because we kind of have. I just mean rationalizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, one last point about how I don't think Christoph Waltz's character was really even that much of a villain in this is that he seemed integral into the actual success of the big eyes as an art style. Yeah. What do you he mean? He did though? steal credit for the work, but he's the reason that it became this mass-produced, successful art style in the mm-hmm. first place. So That's it's true. Kind of yeah. even murky. Into, you know, obviously he took credit for it when he didn't paint it, but if he didn't play any part in this story, it's very doubtful it would have even have been nearly as successful. Mm-hmm. Which makes making a <clears throat> film where he's the villain even stranger. Yeah. Because it's not black and white. No, yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. He's definitely, like, what he did was wrong, obviously. Yeah. But you're right, yeah. It just didn't, but the thing is, it just didn't feel like they were trying to make the film nuanced. Yeah. Because I think there is nuance to this story, and it felt like they were trying to just say, nope, he's terrible, but they never even really proved that point. And by the end of it, he was just a caricature. Yeah. Running back and forth, defending himself. (laughs) Yeah. In a courtroom, and then yeah. sitting there being like, "Oh, my shoulder hurts." Yeah, it's just it's a weird movie. It is a weird movie. You're right because that is also kind of what I was thinking originally was just that like this film feels like it has a larger thing to say about why this happened, um, and instead, kind of even like I don't think this is. I honestly okay. I, I take it all back. I think this this would work as a film. It's just that this film made me think this would work better as a New Yorker article. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it boiled this thing, this I, this whole story down to, oh, that's interesting. Not like, oh, this is why this is important. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a weird film. That's, that's just what it is. Yeah. Like, and it's not even bad. That's the thing. It's just, I feel like the way they wrote it, they picked all of the wrong scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can see why I can honestly like when this was initially announced, I can be I can see myself being excited like, oh, Tim Burton seems like he could do this, mm-hmm. but he just kind of missed this time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. I think the, my last thought on this. Yeah. Um. Is. <clears throat> in one second. Oh, yeah. 
take your time. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> no, it was that I think right now I'm coming to the realization that I did not think that Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams had very much chemistry. Oh no. Okay. Thank That's you. what it is. They didn't. I yeah. didn't believe them as a couple. So the whole thing about their relationship deteriorating, I felt nothing. And I yeah. think that is the main reason that this film didn't really succeed. For me. Totally. Yeah. I, it, I just realized that right now. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't it feel like there was any stakes? Because I was only thinking about the financial stakes. Yeah. And like the the fraud element. But the point of this is there's supposed to be a big relationship aspect. Yeah. And there really wasn't at all. No. And it, it didn't feel like they actually were supposed to be married in this film. It just felt like two people who happened to get themselves in this mess. Um, yeah. And honestly, I think I I I don't hate what Christoph Waltz did with this, but he like felt way campier than I think this film wanted him to be. Yeah. I can tell like I at at one point I was like, what if Leo, for example, was the character mm-hmm. here? And I feel like it would be a completely different movie christoph waltz yeah i think it'd be better it would be better yeah and i love christoph waltz but he turned this guy into just a cartoon basically which i feel is so different compared to what amy adams was doing no i think i liked amy adams in this film yeah it just them together really bring what made sense for this role yeah and you know what's (laughs) crazy when he started yelling about being like in paris yeah okay it just, it just felt it was like kind of funny and i think that was supposed to be a big dramatic moment yeah yeah i it, the craziest thing is that he won a golden globe for this role christoph waltz really yeah it just i it's a very Why? weird i don't know i don't know Tw- especially because like 2015 i know there were better performances that year uh yeah. okay what was Okay, yeah, let's see. Awards oh. and nominations. Oh. I want to just see what... So, Amy Adams won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical for this film? She did? I saw Christoph Waltz did. Did they both win? That doesn't make no, any sense. No, Christoph Waltz was just nominated. Okay. Okay. So, Amy Adams won. So, that makes a little more sense. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was nominated because... Okay, because Michael Keaton won for Birdman. That makes a lot more sense. Because I was going to yeah, say, there we go. Grand Budapest Hotel was nominated that year. Walking Phoenix, in it, in her- it just didn't make any sense. So that makes yeah. more sense. And <laughs> Big Eyes didn't even win Best Original Song. <laughs> I, dude, it was hilarious. It was <laughs> so funny when she started saying Big Eyes. Uh It'd be so funny if Lana Del Rey misheard on the the call that she got assigned to do this, and she started singing about big guys, (laughs) and they were like, no, no! (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't even, it was just shortlisted for for the Oscars, Best Original Song. It didn't even get nominated. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like this. Which is good. That's That song sucked. Between this and the Goldfinch. I'm assuming you didn't see that this year. It's like Oscar Beatty films that surround paintings are just, they're not going to do well. And Hollywood no. needs and to come to terms with that. that and paintings, also songs that have the title, the of, title the film of the film yeah, in the lyrics. Imagine, just thinking of all the stupid, like if like Frozen or A Star is Born <laughs> said the names in the, oh God, yeah. Anyways, um, well, what are you feeling for a score? I was going to go easy on this before, but talking it out, I really just, I will never think about this movie again. Um, Yeah, that's the thing. It's a very forgettable movie. I've seen it once before, and it was probably in like 2016 or so. Yeah. And I just remember being like, this was all right, and it's Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much all I remembered. Yeah. Uh, Um. I feel like I was thinking three and a half, but I think I'm leaning more to three. Yeah, that's where I'm settling. Just talking about it more. That's fair. I'm gonna. There's just no interpersonal feeling. Right. I'm gonna clock in at two and a half. I yeah. I didn't care. No, that's. I I see it. Yeah. No, it's for me. It's it's not even close to three and a half anymore. It's just like a hard. It's a firm three. Understood. What are we thinking about time of day though? 
I mean, this could go anywhere. Uh, Not really. I think, so I think it's like late in the week, but not weekend, because you don't want to ruin your weekend by watching this. (laughs) Um, But you also don't want to watch it and be like, oh, damn, I still got a whole bunch of days until the weekend. So I'm thinking like a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday at like 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah, I can see it being like a... I'm assuming that you're working. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see this being like a you go to dinner and then you see this movie. Not yeah, and you can be talking over it. You yeah, don't need to really pay attention because you see it and then you're like, okay, that was the night. Let's go home and fall asleep and not. Yeah, remember. I wish there was more action. I want action scenes. Yeah, yeah, some car chases. There, yeah, there was just him bashing that guy over the head with a painting. Someone. <laughs> that was really the only. Yeah, need more guns and fire. Yeah, and hot. There's a little bit of fire. Okay, even the fire scene though, they're like, yeah, a little puff of fire, and that's it. That's all you get. Yeah, I was expecting the whole house to catch on fire, and they're like, nope, (laughs) just little fire, little fire, tiny. Uh, cool. Yeah, this is like okay. Moving on. Uh, It's the most okay film in the world. (laughs) Yeah, I cannot. Someone's like, hey, give me the most average film. This is it. This is it. I can't think of a worst a worse midnight movie this would be such an imagine going to a midnight screen and they're like tonight we're watching big eyes and everybody's like what they're like they're like i I love big guys (laughs) and then it just starts we see the the film called big guys the first shot is like green screen it and everyone's like one really big times the size of their normal yeah yeah um okay well that was that was the movie for today uh let's get into questions do you think why not real quick i don't want to waste any too much time here but do you think that there is a film called big guys on Letterboxd? um i'm gonna look let's search that i'm not gonna google it because i don't want to <laughs> it's just no gonna be... results on letterbox for big guys we should make a movie it doesn't have to have anything to do with big guys but we should just name it big yeah. guys right and then they can figure it out <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah. next time i see you i'll uh, i'll bring my green screen and my camera <laughs> and we're gonna just green screen ourselves to be a little bit bigger than normal and everybody's and like, like wow this can of coke is smaller slightly than i expected <laughs> <laughs> okay um well i'm excited about the questions today uh, me too these... even though i don't know them you don't know them. I didn't. You, they, you don't need to prepare ready, for them. I'm ready. Uh, these come from the Carscast subreddit r slash Carscast. Get in on the fun over there. Yeah, uh, I've been responding to some stuff recently. Yeah. You know, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, this first one comes from Ella with a bunch of A's. It is, this question is mainly for Jeff, but I'm open to Karsten's opinion as well. As someone who frequents Panda Express, what would you recommend I get for my first time there? Could be your favorite order or just something you think they make particularly well this is most definitely a question for me as well because i do frequent panda express yeah but i want to hear your take now um this the way they phrase this question was very smart Mm -hmm. um because it's not the same as what order i would get it's just for a first time panda express experience yeah now this i have a very easy answer to this um so you get a two entree plate. Uh, now the two sides you have not, well, three sides. It's either rice or chow mein, which is low mein that they call chow mein. I don't know why, but they do. Um, there's fried rice, which is brown rice, and it's just kind of normal fried rice. Um, or you can also get white rice. Now, all of them are good options. It's That's something that you will have had all of those things before. So get whatever one you like the best. Yeah. Um. But for entrees, you get two options. Now, one of the options definitely is going to be orange chicken. That's just the classic. Completely on board with that. If you don't get orange chicken when you go to Panda Express, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Um, Well, generally, I don't get orange chicken. But the first time, you have to get orange chicken. Okay. okay. I still get it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the way I do Panda Express is that I go inside, you know, when you can with 
this is before COVID. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I can tell how old the things were that they're made because they, you know, they make the dish and then they kind of leave it in that weird steamy hot plate thing for a while. Right, right. Um, so I only get the dishes that I know have been made fairly recently. Um, but for a first-time person, you're not going to have this kind of skill level. Definitely you know, not. That takes hundreds of uh, experiences to kind Literally. of make that judgment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now, the I do like the broccoli beef. Um, but this is one where I would say of maybe any of the dishes, how old it is makes the biggest difference. Mm, I can see that, yeah. You don't want that when it's old. But no. if it looks good, I would say that's that's a fair one to try. Um, they Really, I think for the second one, just go with your heart. See whatever you think looks the best and go with it. But definitely orange chicken should be one of the, the entrees. Nice. All right, over to you, Karsty. Well, I can't top that because I get mostly the same thing every time. For Like, if I'm going to be completely honest, I have not really branched out past the orange chicken for entrees. Uh, but the thing is that that's fair. That's fair. I respect that. Because you never, I'll put it this way, you never forget your first orange chicken from Panda Express. And it's mm. not even the first bite. It's holding it up. And before you even have the chance to eat it, like giving, the, giving it a whiff and feeling it just like shoot up into your nose. Yeah. It's like a very, it's like a drug. And you're like, oh my God, before you even have it. So definitely get the orange chicken. It is, it is it's addictive. Great. Yeah. Now- I'm going to add one last thing, and this is based off of what you said. If mm-hmm. you're actually, like, very hungry, yep. you could just go double orange chicken. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I do well, that Usually when time. I get orange chicken, I go double orange chicken just because I'm like, I want orange chicken. Yep. That's, so that's, that is an also option. an option. Yeah. As far as the sides between white rice, uh, fried rice, and the chow mein, um, I've tried them all by now, and... I am going to say, as a huge fried rice fan, their fried rice is some of the worst fried rice in the in the area. You know, it's really bad. It's, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to slightly agree with you on that. It's yeah. not, if you're expecting like classic fried rice, mm-hmm. it's not that. Yeah. It's just rice cooked normally yep. with some vegetables in it. Yep. Um, but you throw some soy sauce on that. It's still fine. It's still pretty good, yeah. I think that the chow mein, though, is better than most noodles. It's above average for noodles. The chow mein is really good, um, and it goes really well with the orange chicken. They were meant to be together. So definitely, if you're looking for my ideal order, get a bowl. Don't get get a plate your first time. Unless you're, like, starving, then you get a plate, which I've done a few times and regretted immediately after. But get the bowl and do side uh, double chow mein or full chow mein and then like orange chicken. I forget if you can do double orange chicken for bowls, but definitely no, get the... So the, the bowl is only one entree. It's one a entree. side and yeah, one yeah, entree yeah. versus a side and two entrees. Yeah. So get chow mein, orange chicken, and honestly, if you're feeling it that day, get two veggie spring rolls with a side of uh, sweet and sour. That's, yeah, that's solid. The sweet and sour sauce with that veggie spring rolls there are really good. But honestly, you can never go wrong with it, so I can't give that much credit to them. But, uh, yeah. I wish that Panda Express sponsored this podcast. Mm. No one would be better than us to talk yeah. about Panda. I mean, <clears throat> Let alone you. I, I, mean, I did do the, the Chili's unofficial podcast. Yeah. Because my so. brother's a Chili's influencer. <laughs> and they give him free stuff. So it was worth a shot. It did not work. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, okay. Well, <clears throat> let's get on to this next question. This one comes from uh, God of Kmart, and it is, Jeff and Karsten, if y'all created your own biopics or movies based off your experiences, for example, Honey Boy, who would you cast as yourself and your family members? Um, well, my dad looks a lot like Steve Carell. So I would definitely put Steve Carell <laughs> as my dad. Uh, uh, yeah. That, I don't know your dad, uh, but I could totally see your dad being Steve Carell. Yep. For sure. Thank you. Christopher Allen. Christopher Allen. <laughs> just, just straight up not his name, but yeah. <laughs> um, I had an answer for the guy who would play me, but he... 
He's definitely off the table now. Uh, let's see, though. I, I don't know. It needs to be someone short, though. I'm not a tall guy, so. Mm-hmm. But what would you say? Yeah. You got Lucas Hedges. No. No. <laughs> no, you know what? I want Taron Edgerton. I feel like he would be... He did Elton John. He can yeah, do Karsten yeah, yeah. Rundquist, you know? I think so. <laughs> he can get the... Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's a a vibe I can I can kind of feel. I could see Taron Edgerton doing a plus. Good... It would really improve your singing. Oh yeah, for sure. You, for you sure. throw in some musical numbers into the into the biopic. <laughs> he had a podcast. Um. <laughs> um, I want to see you somehow contextualize that musical number. <laughs> There's the. Like in a Broadway musical, just like a bunch of people trying to. Oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> Taron Edgerton and the Rockettes singing a Karsten Runquist life. <laughs> the name of the song is like the movie cast or something. <laughs> uh, the name of the po- uh, the musical would be called like Catch You on the Flip Side or something. Ooh, yeah. That's a, that's so Broadway. Anyways, uh, okay. Um, I gotta dude. be honest. This is a hard question, dude. Okay, he's a little old, but I can see Matthew McConaughey playing you. He's like in his fifties. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's way too old. That's not. I'm not. That's not a diss towards you. I'm just. <laughs> and then, I'm and just then saying. It's, 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 so you turn Edgerton just singing like he had a podcast, and then you have Matthew McConaughey going, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> Like him in his prime, unless we want to go the Irishman route and they de-age him to play Jeff. Uh, <laughs> but that's what um, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I've said this before that, I, and I disagree vehemently. But the in terms of appearance, the photo, like the imaging things where they try to match you with the celebrity, always say Adam Driver, and that would be <laughs> terrible. That'd be a terrible. The thing is, you have a more like... We just have long faces. Yeah, yeah. But you have a much higher voice than Adam Driver. Adam Driver has a very... Well, deep... I think everyone has a higher voice. Than yeah. Him. So I don't think he, that would ever come across. No, it wouldn't uh, be good. No, it would not be good at all. Honestly, like Edward Norton, maybe. Edward Norton, also in his 50s. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're just... We're spitballing here. I can't... <laughs> <sighs> Um, you can only think of actors. In no, movies. wait, Adam McKay. No, wait, that's not the name. George McKay. Adam McKay did Vice. I was like, yeah. <laughs> George McKay, who is the uh, lead in, yes, the lead in 1917. He looks kind of okay, like seen you. That. He's a great actor. I don't know how I'm going to, I'll just, just take my word for it. I'm going to put a picture up during the podcast. He does look like you. And I could see. Mm-hmm. All right. What about what about for you, Connor O'Malley? <laughs> Dude, wait. Did you see the Connor O'Malley video that he posted like yeah. two days ago with the guy I who speaks so. to trains? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. God, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I'd have Connor O'Malley as as me. I think this is a question we need to revisit after thinking on it more. Yeah, we'll definitely have an updated answer next week. But yeah. I will say George McKay is perfect for the Jeff movie. Yeah. We, we've had some good initial discussion. I don't think we've really come to a consensus. No. Um, no. Since you think that most of the people that should play me are in their 50s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just speaking from the heart here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we have one more. And this one comes from the Toothpaste Eater. Uh great username it is if you could switch bodies with each other for a day like freaky friday what would you do to each other's lives wow <laughs> this is a weird question for some reason okay keep in mind you know i i had limited time preparing for this because i forgot we were mm-hmm. recording so i was just going through the red and i was like oh yeah, okay yeah that's fun and uh now i'm processing it i don't know how i would, an- I would answer this um Right. I, I mean, I guess I would... Because the thing is, I don't want to really mess up your life. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, I would feel really bad. So I feel like I would have to like keep your text conversation with the person you just went on a date with going. Yeah. I'd have to make sure that that's like still going well. Mm hmm. Because you can't not text them for yeah. an entire day at this Definitely point. Definitely keep up so to date with them. So I'd have to keep like a text every couple hours or something. Yeah. Is it, this is only for a day. Might I remember. Yeah. But so. even like a whole day, I think, would be kind of weird if you didn't text them at this point. That's true. She texted me. So I think me that I'd have to. Uh, yeah. Right now, actually. So. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I'd have to make sure I at least responded every couple hours. Yeah. Um, so it would really be just be me trying to manage your life so that people don't think anything's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i'm well, not it, that active on any social media so you'd be fine yeah i would have to so I, what i would probably do is i would do the the classic like you at a playground picture for your instagram <laughs> story um you know i'd walk out me like you'd be jackson be like hey carson i'd be like hey, uh, hey jackson. Jackson. yeah it's me carson, carson. k daddy hey <laughs> you'd be like just hit 500 subscribers fuck and she's like you're jeff <laughs> and you're like no no um yeah see if i were yeah, you so, yeah. it'd have to be very specific i would be where you are right now but not in covid because if i were you i would go to disney world or something because i'm in mm, florida yeah. i'd live it up in florida yeah. you could go on a you could kayak yeah 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 i would love to switch lives with you when you're in europe and I can just uh, explore. Yeah, I just get really good at packing, so that's mm -hmm. that's. I, I can teach you packing. You I think can teach me packing. that when I get to like maybe like a thousand subscribers, I'll have to do a packing video. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Are you any good at like packing cars? Because uh, I'm I'm at best average. I got okay at packing from working at Cinespace, where we mm. had to pack gear into cars gotcha. but i'm not we, there's some people who are like the tetris masters i'm more of a personal packing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm just good at knowing what you need to bring on like long trips right right it's my specialty understood yeah i just the have main secret is you just get rid of like half of the clothes you think you're gonna bring mm. you know me that's, though that's i need mainly to it, honestly. i need to have outfits on outfits for yeah no for reason. your instagram yeah like, yeah. Can I just say that that playground photo shoot happened a long time ago in LA? I mean, I think that's mm -hmm. obvious with my hair, but I just got the photos back and I had to, I had to share. Yeah. Them. There's a lot more that are just. Oh wait, were those? Uh, was that on film? No, no, not that I. I don't think so. Oh, I was wondering. I was like, I was wondering how you just got it back. Oh yeah, it. I think it just took her some time to edit them and. And I think honestly. Oh wait, think, was this like an actual photo shoot? Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, she was in my. She goes to DePaul. She was in my LA quarter class, and she takes photos. And she was like, hey, you want to do? I know you gotcha. have an okay. Instagram. And I was like, yeah. I was actually kind of annoyed because I saw that photo. And I'm like, damn, this photo actually looks like really good. I thought it was just a casual. You jumped on a slide and someone took a photo with their phone. I'm like, how do they make this photo look so good? No, no. But no, that makes me feel better. Uh, I would plug her. It's like Moe Studios. It's it's on my tweet if you want to see it. But she's a great photographer. She's got a YouTube channel herself, uh, Sabrina, and it's a good. Does it have more subscribers than me? Oh shit! I actually don't know. They might. They might be like neck and neck, but we do a race to a thousand, <laughs> and I just get murdered. <laughs> I get like three more, and they go up like double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh cool well that that we should do a race we should do a subscriber race race to 400 it's like, it's like race to 400 000. yeah <laughs> you just you come back in the last second i'm like what the fuck that'd be the funniest thing ever like you you show the crowd because you know they, the people who do those race ones always show the crowd and it's like it's like one here and like i'm down here <laughs> yeah all right well that does it for questions um lastly i guess we're in our wrap-up now we'd like to yeah. read a review this week let's go a little bit more positive than uh <laughs> last week's review um this one comes from uh let's see let's see let's see okay this one 
Oh, okay. All right. This one comes from Q Cynic, S I N E K. I don't Cynic, uh, however you pronounce that. Um, the subject line is sorry. This isn't a one-liner with a bunch of star emojis, and it says just got into Letterbox and the Letterbox community earlier this year and started listening to this because I saw Carson and Lucy's tweets about their episode. I listened to both the Lucy episodes and had so much fun. I'm hooked to be honest. Excited to listen to the rest of these. Easy listening, and I like that a handful of topics are covered in each episode along with the fun Q and A at the end. Feels really natural and it's funny. Glad I found this. Also, as of now, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue who Jeff is or, like, his connection to Karsten or anything, but I love him. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Uh, P.S. What's your best slash favorite episode? I need a rec straight from the creators. Um, well, first of all, thank you. It's five stars. Um, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Um, that's, a, that's a very nice review. It's a very nice review. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite episodes was recent. I really liked the uh, the Palm Springs one that we just did. Yeah, that was fun. I I thought we had a, a nice conversation about the film on that. Yeah, because again, this this I think that we kind of go two thirds just talking about the film and maybe one third more of an analysis mm-hmm. is kind of generally the vibe I feel like we put off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which you know that's what we do. That's what we do. But yeah, I think that maybe. If you like Letterboxd, the the Demi episode could be a fun one for you. The Demi one is a good one. Yeah. Demi at a Juibay. A Juibay, yeah. From Letterboxd. Yeah. That's a fun one. Also, I will shout out the uh, Live from a Park episode. Yeah, that one. Even though it's a total mess because I didn't watch the movie, it was still a good time. Uh, Yeah, that was... (laughs) Like, we drove around for like an hour and a half beforehand trying to find a chair i hope you know jeff i bike by that park all the time nowadays and i'm always like that was the park uh yeah. good times anyways thank you so much for that lovely maybe we'll do it again post covid oh totally i mean we could do it pr- during covid we could because we just yeah. spread out and do what we're doing now <laughs> but just in a park um that would be so chaotic, though, because it would be double the ambiance going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we now would like to give a thank you to our patrons. Um, if you didn't already know, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash carscast. Uh, we would really appreciate your support because as of yet, we still don't have sponsors. But if you are a consistent listener of the podcast and you're looking for a good way to support us, uh, highly suggest, highly suggest becoming a patron. Uh, you get exclusive and access. I think, yep. I was gonna say, just from the Patreon support, I am now looking to upgrade my mic for this. Look at that. Yeah. I think in the next month, I think I'm gonna go for a new one. Hell yeah. And that is funded entirely from the Patreon. So thank you everyone for that. You guys are the best. Look at that. Um. But anyways, you get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, and shoutouts at the end of every episode, as well as a Zoom hangout that we are going to plan. Let's plan it after we record this. Because yes. people want to do it again, and I'm like, yeah, we should probably do it again. Um, we, we, yeah, we need to. But with all that being said, here's that shoutout we promised. Uh, <laughs> Allison Grace, or thank you, Allison Grace, Annabelle Falk, Atticus Merwin, Blake Root, Boat, Brock Schultz, Camilla, Eden, Grant, Holly Edwards, Iron Tusk 93, Iva, Jacob Colness, Jeff, can I be the guest on the 813,600 subscriber special? Uh, Joshua Krizwicki, Josie Eiler, June Australian Winter, Liv Rob, Lucian Vecina, Barton Def, Marilee Borslow, Moses Ox, Pablo Patel, Ready Steady Ernie, Robert Burke, Sophia Arieta, 10 Billion, Vegard Strom, Vera S., and Yoki Sasquatch guys thank you so much few few new names there so thank you for to the new supporters uh and jeff what did do you have an answer for that that shout out um it it seemed like a high number from what you said yeah i don't even know what number it was it It seemed like it was like 800 something thousand hundred and thirteen eight hundred thirteen thousand six hundred yeah so yeah if they remind me of it after i hit eight hundred thousand then yeah yeah damn after you surpass surpass me um right no i think if i'm at eight hundred thousand, you got to be at least at like two million 
I'd hope so, but you never know. Yeah, uh, it's actually, since I started doing this, you've uh, you've gained quite a lot of subscribers on me. <laughs> um, uh, the gap the gap's widening. <laughs> uh. Okay, we do have this thing we forgot last time, uh, but we would announce the the next episode's movie at the end of the current episode, um, and we would do that this time, but because we have a guest on, we don't really know what the movie is yet, because we always let the guests choose the movies. Um, but on that note, next week we are going to have Ayana, or Ayanna Murray uh, on the podcast, she has written for GQ, and she's pretty big stuff on Letterbox. I mean, she's you've, you've probably seen her some of her reviews. Um, but she's great, and I'm super excited to have her on. Um, she's a fellow Me too. Timothy Stan, so hopefully we have some, some fun times with that. Uh, cool. I have absolutely nothing to say. Catch you on the flip side catch you on the flip side flip side